Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We are so excited to have Abby Brown with us today um, to tell us all about the Fun Farmers Academy. So Abby, why don't you start start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? I would love to. So first of all, I'm super excited to be here. I'm going to check, record a podcast off of my bucket list. So thank y'all for inviting me here. Um, But my name is Abby Brown, and I teach in Locust Grove, Georgia at Locust Grove High School. I teach with a partner, which I think, I don't know, do either of you have teaching partners? Brianna does. I do not. So, so you can tell me what you think about that. I taught for probably close to 10 years. So this is my 13th year teaching, but many of those years I was by myself. And I say it was a total game changer when I got a, a, a second in charge, you know, somebody else to back me up. And it has been a beautiful thing. So now that I have a teaching partner, we have about 350 FFA members in our program. So we went from with just me, I had, I don't know, somewhere between 100 and 150, and now we've more than doubled that. So that growth has been awesome. I think Fun Farmers Academy has been a part of that. So super excited to share that with y'all today. That's crazy. That's a lot of kids. It is. <laughs> That's our school. That's the size of my school. So to give you some perspective. <laughs> that And see, that's so funny to me because I, you know, I live in, in Georgia, but I'm just a little outside of Atlanta. So a lot of people would look at my county and say, you have agriculture in your schools. You know, they would think that it's, it's too urban to have that be successful. So, but in my head, that's all there is. I grew up here. So that, yeah. that's all it is. But it's funny that you mentioned having a big chapter. Um, at Germinate this coming up time, I'm going to be doing a session about that, how to kind of keep up with a chapter that's that big. So I'm excited about that's that. Crazy. That's good. You're perfect to speak on that. I mean, <laughs> I, I struggled juggling my 30 plus kids. So uh, good for you. So, okay. So we have this fun farmers Academy and I'm sure there's some people listening that maybe have seen some of your Instagram stories and maybe just don't know what that is. So if you're going to give your elevator speech for Fun Farmers Academy, what is it? So Fun Farmers Academy at its core is an educational camp. It's a four-day educational camp for children. So it's it serves in a role of agricultural lit- literacy for those children that attend the camp, but it's also serving as a way for the FFA members that put it on to raise money. So it's kind of a two-sided coin. You could look at it. It's a fundraiser, but it's also a way to promote your own program, to teach young children in your community about agriculture. And ideally in my mind, and you know, I'm one of those people that can like come up with this grand scheme in my mind, 
But in my mind, I really, the whole reason why I started it was because I knew that I would just, like I said a minute ago, I'm in a community where ag isn't necessarily the first thing that people think of, right? So I needed a way to, to kind of build that into the, the culture of where I was at. I needed a way so that elementary school kids could look at the high school and know right away they're like, I'm going to be an ag before they even get there. And so that's why we started it. We really wanted to build a culture of, of people in our community knowing what we are and what we are about and wanting to be a part of that. Does that make any sense when I explain it that way? Yeah. Well, but I, I mean, we've met through Germany and I, I've got, I've loved following you, but how, I mean, how did you even go about starting this busy mom, busy ag teacher, 150 plus kids? Like how? That's a really great question. <laughs> and look, and like, how do you keep up with it? Because you're obviously like sharing this out with people and they're, you know, working with you and buying this, you know, curriculum per se, so they could start it in their own chapters. How do you keep up with mm -hmm. updating it? Like, well, I'll tell you, I will tell you that I did Fun Farmers Academy on my own, just as a program within my own school for years before I ever put it together in a format that would be usable by other people. So, and it all started because at my, now I don't know how, you know, obviously we're in different places, so I don't know how this works everywhere, but in my system, so I'm in a county with 10 school, 10 high schools and a bunch of elementary and middle schools too. And so in order for us to do a fundraiser, which we all know we have to have fundraisers, right? But in order for us to do a fundraiser, we only get two per year. And we have to apply for that, like we, because they don't want everybody selling the same thing. And, you know, so, so when I was starting, and so it was about 10 years ago when I started Fun Farmers Academy the first time, I was really just looking for a fundraiser that was going to be impactful, um, a, a huge like a, I wanted it to be extremely successful. I needed it to make some money for me, you know, but to be different than what everybody else was doing. And I'll tell you this too. Now y'all tell me if you can relate. My students were not the very best at selling things. We just you know what finished, I mean? We just finished our fundraiser. <laughs> and I, as I calculated it in the year of COVID, I was like, was this, was this worth our time? I so. totally get that. I totally get that. And it's like you, you put so much into those types of fundraisers and they're great, but for that to be one of two that I could do, like, mm -hmm. and I could, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something that my kid, you know, what can you sell that everybody hadn't seen a thousand times anyway. So I was actually sitting at camps are very popular in our area just kids camps sports whatever and I was sitting at one and just kind of looking around I remember sitting there and looking around and like man like there's nothing like this that's not sports related you know what I mean like there's that's a niche that hasn't been found by anyone in our area anyway so I just kind of 
luckily now y'all are probably the same as us we already had connections with the elementary schools in our area because we would go and work with them on projects and I have kids who are at the school and you know so there there's that connection already and I thought well why why couldn't we do a camp and and make it not a sports camp but something for those kids that you know, would like to come and just play outside, learn about plants, learn about animals. And so that first year, we just kind of, honestly, I put out registration forms before I ever knew what I was even going to do. I just went for it. I was like, let's just see if anybody signs up. You know what I mean? That's, that sounds crazy now that I'm saying it, but that's the truth. (laughs) You're in good company. (laughs) Brianna and I jump in both feet first sometimes before we even think (laughs) about the repercussions it works though so we did that we sent out and I will say like that's a that's a must for anybody who is looking at doing something like this is you have to have some sort of connection with your community you know of of young people around you in some way because you've got to be able to get those registration forms out to them and they've got to look at it, you know, whether that's a teacher who you know will send it home with the kids when they leave on Friday, or a Farm Bureau that has a big old listserv that can send it out to their whole, you know, group, whatever, or even if it's just a social media media following that you can post it on. We just started with that, and I'll tell you, in the first year, the very first year that I did that, I had 93 people sign up, which was crazy. But then we just made it happen. And I will say that that first year, it was not pretty, but it worked. And the kids had fun. And I probably was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, to be honest. But since then, so I've been doing this every year since then for like 10 years or so. And It's now I have students in my class who came to Fun Farmers Academy. And so that's, it's been kind of a full circle thing. So you said the first year you had 93. So how many students um, do you typically have now? And like what age range do you usually invite to the camp? Good questions. We take every grade level. So and every year I have parents of four-year-olds who want to come and, and I tell them, if you think your four-year-old is ready, we'll have them. So we usually we have everything from four years old up to fifth grade. Last year, well, pre-COVID last year, um, we actually did a middle school version. We called it Advanced Fun Farmers Academy. But that was the first year that we had done that. Um, and it was super fun. We just had kids who had been doing it their whole through elementary school and they wanted to keep doing it. So we made something work for them too. But in any typical year, um, I always have at least a hundred, but I have had to cut it off at about 130. And the reason for that is I just didn't have enough space for more than 130. Um, but we could make it work for about that many. And we do, we do groups based on their ages. 
So there are eight groups who rotate around through our schedule. And so they visit eight different stations throughout the day. Um, but 130 was probably our max. Now, could you do more than that? Maybe, but I would probably recommend sticking somewhere around 100. And is it just a one day thing then, or do you do it like a whole week? We do it for four days. Now, um, we've had some people, some other people, different FFA chapters around the, the nation who have done a one day version of this. And that has worked really great for them too. And, you know, this all kind of is in the midst of COVID. So I know that some people have had struggles being able to host any kind of in-person event, which we understand that's unfortunate, but it's just the situation we're in right now. Um, but you can do a one day version. We do a four day version. And that's what, that's what the package that I have is created in mind of. Okay, so let's talk about this package for a little bit. Um, what can we, you know, if, if I was going to go purchase this from you right now, what can I expect as an ag teacher? And, and why is maybe that the, the place to start um, is purchasing your package? Okay, so, so I'll start by saying that my goal in starting this whole thing is really just to tell people that you can do this without me. You can totally host a camp. I mean, I'm just a normal person. I'm just an ag teacher, right? Like I just, right, we're superheroes, but. <laughs> For sure. Other than that. <laughs> other than that wow. Yeah, normal ag teachers. Yeah. You're sitting in your closet recording a podcast yeah. just like another Sunday. That's yeah. Right. And I have kids. <laughs> I have a husband with a full-time job. I have kids. Everything like you, anybody can do this. And I do have a few things that I know you mentioned you're going to put uh, for people to check out. I've got yeah. a registration yeah. form that helps you get started. Um, I can for sure give tips for getting people started. I'm happy to communicate with anybody because this is totally something that you could do on your own. But then I kind of, so throughout the years, I've talked to a ton of people, tons of ag teachers. Y'all know we'll be at conferences sitting on the, you know, chairs outside or something talking about fundraisers that work. I've talked to a ton of people about this. Um, and a lot of times they just need, you know how it is, like you've got a thousand things on your plate already and you're like, it's just one yeah, less like, thing. Come on, just give me what I need. I'll pay for it, whatever. That's what people would say. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to put some time into this. So basically this was like my own passion project. This is like my SAE. <laughs> So I'm the crazy person that you ask me how I do this. I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. I know, like, no way. in the world. Who does that? I do. Um, I get up at 4 a.m. And in that time before I get up and go to work is when I work kind of throughout the year in creating what my plan is for Fun Farmers Academy this year. Um, so what I have for people to make it easier, if they needed it to be easier, is this complete package. And so what I compare it to is, do y'all have vacation Bible school where you're at? 
is that a thing okay yeah I didn't know if that was just like a southern thing or if it's everywhere <laughs> um but you know vacation bible school like they buy a package for what it is that they're doing and then they just host it right so it's kind of like that what you would get from me is the instructions almost like a lesson plan and it's it tells you what the schedule's gonna be it tells you what your activities are and it tells you what you need to purchase for those activities how to organize it um there's even a included presentation for how to train your kiddos who are going to run fun farmers academy because you and i both know that you can't do it by yourself right mm -hmm. so <laughs> that is included and it is intended to be and i hope that it is it's intended to be a way to make this easier for you as an ag teacher um, so you should be able to open it and say okay here's my registration form and you send it out okay here's my it even includes like applications to give out to your students for who might want to work okay once you select it it's got a page in there that you give out to tell them they've been selected it's got all of that stuff in there think it's everything that i really use is the is what made it easy for me like i didn't have to think about what might you need because like I, this is what i need so i know what you need yeah to make it work so that's kind of what i've got now um i changed up the pricing because last year i had just a flat price rate and it just made me feel like well there's some chapters who you know needed a little lower barrier to entry and my goal is not to get rich off of this my goal is just to you know help people earn money for their ffa chapters so like what can I do to make that possible? So now I've got like three different levels where they can choose. Do they just want the digital stuff and that's it? They just kind of need the bare minimum, then that's the basic package. And then you can go up from there to include more of the physical stuff. Um, so I hope that makes it easier for people. And I'll tell you the truth. If there was a chapter out there that could not afford to pay me, I'd still do it for them. You know, that's not, it's not about the in, money for me. It's, in true ag teacher form. Yeah. It, I, I mean, mean, I just feel like all the, all the good ag teachers out there just will give you the clothes off their back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it makes, I am like, I get so excited about this. Obviously, I can't really hide that when you're looking at me. I get so excited about this because I hear people all the time complain about the fact, I know how bad ag teachers and ag programs need money. Like mm -hmm. you have to have money to survive. And they're constantly just grinding their tails off, just working for it, you know, just trying so hard to get just a hundred dollars here and there, which is great. But like what I really wish people could see about Fun Farmers Academy or there's other things, but for me, Fun Farmers Academy is that you can put a little bit of work into this. And yes, it is a little bit of work to do it. I've made it a lot easier, hopefully for you, but it's a big punch for you it's a big return for you and you you can quit just working you know working your life away and maybe just have one thing that could be a bigger bang for your buck i wish because that when you have money to do things that's a game changer you know it so has yeah for sure so in a normal year let's forget about covid for like a second right. uh, in a normal year 
what what is your chapter and your program make from Fun Farmers Academy? I would say my, and this is a conservative average, um, I would say in a normal year, it would be 5,000. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and that's on the low scale. And that's, that's saying a lot because there's, and it really just depends on how, how good I can be about my spending because some years, you know, you get what, what we recommend is to charge a hundred dollars for every child that comes to Fun Farmers Academy, but then you've got expenses to take care of mm -hmm. and everything. Give me but an example of what an expense would be for so this program. An example of an expense, um, we and most people would do this, I think. We make t-shirts for the students who sign up. So that's a major expense. We also choose to do something else for the kids. Um, so like a water bottle or a, you know, some other kind of something for them. Um, and then we do things like, and this is just kind of a management. I, it's something I prefer, you wouldn't have to have. We get one of those Rubbermaid containers with a lid for every student. And the reason why is throughout the four days, they are making all kinds of stuff and, you know, planting things, building things, whatever. And it gives them a place to put it throughout the week so that at the end of the week, they can pick up their bin and take it home. So that's kind of a huge expense. Um, excuse me. Then the, the, just the materials to do the labs with. So Walmart, whatever. Um, now food is another thing to consider. We actually partner with our FCCLA and they provide lunches, but they charge for that too. So it's a fundraiser for them to do lunches, which okay. is a great idea because then it supports another program. Right. And that could be your alumni even, or, you know, exactly partner with a community group. Yes. I love that. So if, if I were to say I need to start with this this cookie cutter package that you've created because I I'm one person at my program right um this will help me check some boxes and so I can get moving with this do I need to purchase this every year or how does that work or is it really can I pick and choose I'm a really small chapter can I use what I want to um one you year and it. and use what I want to a different year you totally could. So it's it's really just dependent on what you needed as an individual and as a chapter. So basically, when you buy this from from me, it'll include the instructions for how to do it this year. And after you see how to do it, you may not need me after that. You may say, "Okay, cool. I'm I know how to do it now. I'm gonna create um, next year's plan." you know, on my own and we'll just do what we did this year, do it again next year. That works for some people and that is fabulous. Um, some people would prefer to buy it again the next year because then it's a whole new set of activities and a whole new, you know, that's the hard part, honestly, of the whole thing is finding the activities that you're going to do. And so some people probably would just prefer to buy it again the next year so that they don't have to look for all their own activities. But if you wanted to do that on your own, you could totally do that on your own. It's really up to just whatever you needed. How many students do you usually have like help teach the lesson? So it's obviously you and probably your teaching partner and then how do you run that? 
That's a really good question. And this is where before anybody ever purchases from me, I like to talk to them because I would never want to like give them something that's not going to work for them. Um, so realistically, you would need about 40 volunteers. So now that sounds crazy. Some people automatically are like, no, um, I can't do that. Um, but it doesn't have to be all students. It doesn't have to be all adults. It could be any combination of the two. Um, I, I usually have enough students to do it. Once they've done it one year, they love it. So they wanna come back and do it. Um, but we also bring in our Farm Bureau um, our local farm bureau, women's committee, and um, educational outreach committee, they come in and lead some activities with us too. Um, but you would, you would probably need around 40. And the way that I do it, and it's worked really well, so I encourage everybody to kind of use this method, is that I have one set of volunteers that works as group leaders. So those people are like tour guides. That's how I explain it to them anyway. So that set of volunteers has their group and they are kind of, you know, taking them around to where they need to go. Then I have a whole nother set of volunteers that are activity leaders and the activity leaders stay in one place. They know how to, they're the teachers kind of. They know what to do and the groups are coming to them to actually do the activities. So that has really worked well because your volunteers are specialized. You know what I mean? Like they know ahead of time what they're expected to do. It's, it's kind of easy for them, whatever. Also the schedule that we provide is a one page front and back thing that tells them where to be. And on the back, it tells them what's going on there. Um, that was, that took years to figure out for, for forever. I think I had like 10 pages to try to figure out where everybody was going. But finally I simplified it into one sheet, but it sounds very complicated, but it's, it's totally not, it's totally not. It, but it, it does make it a lot easier when you have a lot of volunteers. Does that sound like a crazy amount to y'all or does that sound doable? For me, that's a crazy amount, but I think I think though, it sounds very easy to scale back for, for a right. size chapter like me. I don't know, Brianna, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, so for one, I was going to say, I'm interested in your germinate session because I have a large chapter probably around the same size as you, but you know, not all of them are active. So to get all of those students to do right. something, but I think <laughs> after the first year, like, especially I have a middle school program with our high school program so I think some of those could be group leaders and after they did it one year yes. I think they would be hooked too so the first year I think it'd be kind of challenging to find 40 volunteers but maybe after that after they see how it all goes I will say too that um when I say 40 I usually have two working together for everything so like for a group leader it would be two of the big kids with a group so you could definitely just have one to start with with your group and then you would only need 20 or so um, people which would be a great way to start as well I mean ideally in a perfect world you would have two with each group but you may not be able to do that at first right. so for sure you could you could scale that for sure and 
I guess if your kids were going to pick over the course, how many years have you been doing this prior to sharing this? I mean, how many years have you been doing Fun Farmers Academy yourself? About 10. Okay. So over the course of 10 years, if your kids were going to pick what's their favorite activity that they've done in Fun Farmers Academy? Oh my gosh. So it's funny that you say that because they, they come back always looking for certain things, you know, weirdly enough. So we have, um, we have this nature trail behind our school and we always try to incorporate something back there because they just love going on the nature trail. Um, every year, it does not matter what I plan for them to actually do on the nature trail they just want to get their feet wet and get in the creek like they'll be talking for years about it about getting in the creek it's the funniest thing and it's that's what I love about it is that it's kids that may not have ever done that before right and they mm -hmm. come to Fun Farmers Academy and it's the experience of going onto a nature trail and getting their feet in a creek you know stuff like that that they may not have ever done before because I'm working with kids who may be farm kids, but may not. So that may be something that is totally new to them. They also love tractor driving. Oh my goodness. They love tractor driving. And I only usually will only let the older kids do that, but they actually will learn to properly drive a tractor and their parents sign a waiver and everything saying that it's okay for them to do it. But but they get to drive a real tractor and they think that that's the coolest thing in the world too. What month, like when are you usually hosting this in your own program? I'm thinking, Brianna, there's a limited window for us to be getting in a creek here in our <laughs> <laughs> So it's a little different in Georgia, you know, where our weather allows for that pretty much anytime. Um, it's November here and like, it's not that cold. I don't, is it cold where y'all are at right now? I mean, it's pretty mild. Okay. I guess it's, it's froze. Your mild is probably different <laughs> than my mild though, I would guess. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look at what the temperature is right now. I don't even know. It's the sun's out. So for us, we're like, it's a nice day. Oh, yeah. it's 30. It feels like 30 degrees out. It's 36, it's, but it's in the fifties here, I think. So we're for sure mild. Um, but we typically, so, and this is a big part of what's made this successful for me too. So I'm glad that you brought this up. Um, we host our camp the week after school gets out. And so here's why that has helped to make us successful. Um, I have a bunch of kids who come to our camp, especially that first year, um, who are teachers' kids. And teachers are still at post-planning. And so they needed, you know, they had a few days or whatever at the end of the school year where they're doing, you know, still planning and meetings and stuff. And they needed some form of childcare for their kids while they were still in school, but the kids were out, you know what I mean? So it was perfect for them. And that kind of helped us build up our client base. It was just, you know, a bunch of teachers, kids at the beginning and then word spread after that. But um, that's why we always do that week. It's really, I mean, it's, it's crazy because literally I just got done with school and then the very next week I'm hosting this camp, but it works out really well because the kids need somewhere to go. And another thing about it, and this is why I feel like you don't even have to sell this. 
Um, which is great because as you know, sometimes kids aren't really into selling things. Um, but parents need, they need a place to go or a place for their kids to go during the summer, especially that week right after school. But if it's another week, whatever, they always need a place for their kids to go and daycare is, is usually part of the budget for those parents. Like they're going to pay something for their kids to go somewhere if they have to work. Right. So they, for us, we've found that they don't have any problem spending a hundred dollars for them to come to the camp with us for a week because they'd be paying that anyway for somebody to watch their kids while they're at work. Right. Probably more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they're not going to go home with cool stuff. Exactly. (laughs) So parents have loved it. And especially, I mean, I don't know, I'm a parent, so I can relate to this, but like I'll get text messages at the end of the days of Fun Farmers Academy and it's like a five minute drive down the road and the kid is in the back seat already passed out and they're like, I don't know what you did, but it's great. I'll have them back tomorrow morning ready for you. <laughs> so parents loved it. It's been really great so far for us. Well, and I think it's cool too that you get to use it kind of like you said as a recruitment activity too. Um, especially when you said now you have students in your program who have been through it and probably can still remember a lot of the things that they did. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's my favorite because those babies, as I call them, are the ones who are the most excited to lead Fun Farmers Academy because it holds such a special place in their heart from when they were in Fun Farmers Academy. They're the first ones to apply to work and they're always my best leaders because they love it. They, you know, they have such fond memories of that, you know, and it's not, it's not like we're doing groundbreaking activities that are difficult to lead or, you know, it's, it's not that kind of thing. It's not even like a, I I would love to say that it was a STEM camp where it was like super scientific and that's great. I think there's a place for that in the world, but where we're at, these are just regular kids, regular elementary school kids. We wanted to do things that were easy for high school students to lead. These activities are just easy for them to lead, but still fun and educational for the kids, you know, but totally doable for just anybody to lead or to, to run. So it, yeah, it's, it's super fun when those kids who came through it then end up in my class and want to lead it. That, that makes my heart happy. Well, I have to ask this question because I'm, I'm really interested in this. So if I were going to do this Uh and let's say I'm going to do it during school and so it's winter outside. So tractor driving is probably out. We don't really have <laughs> nature trails outside the school. So let's just pretend outside is gone. What are some tips for me um, to, to do this if I'm going to do it all indoors? And where do I okay. start? Like if I wanted to start small, what would be your recommendation? So we try to do eight activities in a day. And so within that day, when if I were you and planning this in my head, I try to bounce back and forth between one educational activity and then one fun game type of activity. And because kids can kind of maintain that, you know, they, they can sit still for a minute and then they can not sit still for a minute. You know what I mean? So 
I would prefer just if I were designing it in with that in mind, I would try to do that. So each day I would try to have four things where they are, you know, learning something and then four things where they're either just playing a game or some kind of up and moving around type of thing. Um, and then within that, I try to, excuse me, I try to make each rotation last no longer than 45 minutes. Because again, we've kind of played around with that throughout the years. 45 minutes seems to be about the max amount of time that, that, a, that an FFA member can lead something and not be feeling like, what the heck am I going to do next? You know what I mean? Yeah, or these kids so, got to go. <laughs> or that, or that. Yeah, for sure. So um, each day, so if you're looking at four educational activities, um, I might do one that's like a science lab where they get to do something with a microscope or with a, you know, some kind of more sciencey mm -hmm. something. Um, one that's like art and like a craft type of thing, you know, arts and crafts. And then something where they get to get their hands dirty, you know, and usually plant science kind of lends itself to that. And then something with an animal. You know what I mean? And I would, that kind of makes you, it gives you a skeleton to kind of pull things that you know how to do and, and put them in there, simplify them and put them in there. Now the games can literally be, and I do this every year, kickball is a for sure must. Now I don't know if you can't go outside, you might can make that work in the cafeteria or in the gym or something. They love some kickball. Um, but even like just, I mean, silly games, like we've done, um, like minute to win it games, like that yes. those types of things. Okay. Yes. They love minute to win it. That's an every year thing for sure. Um, but like, we've even done like chicken poop bingo. That sounds so redneck, doesn't it? No, we do that. You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> but you know, any, just fun stuff, just like random fun stuff. And then at the end of the week, we always throw in a, um, like a water slide. Now that would be weather dependent for sure. I don't know. I don't know what time of year you'd have to do that to make that possible, but the kids love that too. And they always kind of know it's coming and look forward to the water slide part. So, so you, when you're doing it, you're doing 24 uh -huh. total activities or no, you're doing more than cause 32. 32 for four days. Okay. So basically a chapter could just scale that back. However, they, however they wanted to. Totally. Yeah. Now I know that there are some chapters that do half day camps too. And I think that's great. Whatever works for you is fabulous for me. I needed something because we're in a fairly low income community and parents work, you know, mm -hmm. so I needed something where they could drop their child off in the morning and work and then come and pick them up in the evening. And so that's why we did a full day. Um, and, and that's why we had eight activities a day is to fill that time period. So not like you've ever made any mistakes, but hypothetically, <laughs> what are some mistakes over those 10 years that you can, you know, help us so we don't make those as well? <laughs> Well, uh, I would say the biggest mistake that I've made over the years is under preparing my, my children, my FFA member children, um, for leading the activities. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that. So one year 
one of the activities was one of the fun game activities was y'all have probably heard of this game but the kids put on like a shower cap and put shaving cream on top of it and then you throw the what is it like cheese puff balls or yeah, something the Cheetos or something yeah yeah so I was thinking like uh, surely these children of mine have heard of this game I can give them a quick this is before I had like activity sheets and like instructions this is pre all of that um so I had all the materials and I handed it to my kids that were supposed to lead it and I was like okay shower caps shaving cream cheese puffs you're playing the game you know I just kind of went through it real quick well gosh I'm just telling you I don't know what happened in between but I do remember that there were kids everywhere shaving cream everywhere halfway through the day all the cheese puffs were gone and and they came to me and they're like we're out of supplies <laughs> and I was like well how are you out of supplies like there's plenty of shaving cream in there for you know for you to play the game for the whole day for all eight rotations what happened and they're like oh oh well we just decided to have a shaving cream fight I was like what <laughs> someone oh, listening is probably like been there yes I Insert mean whatever story I'm just saying like I mean they had fun they had fun I had to go get more shaving cream in the middle of the day but we got through that so definitely training that was one of those high expense years yes that was for sure one of the <laughs> high expense years so I I have learned in the meantime to prepare a little better as far as training my kiddos because they're kids and really in their head they were like oh this looks like fun which and it was it was but not exactly what I intended <laughs> so I mean maybe you did the we're able to still do it last summer, but thinking for next summer, like I'm kind of sold on this. I want to try it with my chapter. Um, we don't know when COVID's going to end. Do you have some tips or tricks on how to like still do something like this, even if we do have the COVID restrictions? Yes, I, I do. And I'm glad you brought that up too. This has been a great conversation. Y'all fit everything that I wanted to say. Um, so COVID has just, oh man, I know we're so over COVID. It, it just changes everything. I, we were not able to have a Fun Farmers Academy. This this is the first year in 10, I guess, that, that I've not had one because we just weren't, I had no idea that it was going to be this level of crazy, you know, with everything. Since then, um, though, I've kind of been more prepared for like, what if this is the same deal that we're or the same situation that we're in, you know, in June. And I really, and I'm sure, uh, right. And I'm, but I'm sure you have people who have purchased your, your kit in the past that have been asking, Hey, Abby, what, yes, help me. Because before they're like, here, she's right. got this beautiful thing on a platter and they're now, they're there ready for that platter to meet these barriers. So, um, yeah, it's, it was really, it punched me in the gut because I thought, well, what in the world? And then I, I really thought that, oh, it'll still be fine. We'll still be allowed to have this stuff. But as you know, COVID is way worse than we ever anticipated it being. 
So I started doing some research and there's actually a, um, a whole website that's kind of about this and it's the American Camp Association. And they are um, obviously an accredited group that really kind of, I wouldn't say governs, but it's, it's a group that is really heavily involved in youth camps. And so they have a, you can download a whole book, like a huge extensive book of protocols that they suggest using um, for hope for having still having in-person camps through COVID. So what I did was I downloaded that booklet and went through it and kind of obviously some of the procedures and, and you know protocols that they described were about overnight camps and we're not an overnight camp. So that kind of didn't apply to us. But I went through it and developed a list of what I thought would be um, some more realistic protocols for social distancing for your schools that still will allow you to do in-person camps. So that's one thing that's included in the package this year for anybody you know that purchases this next go around. It, it wasn't before, but now it's in there. Um, and it includes things like pre-screening your campers. And I know you can imagine some how that would go. It's just like what they do when you go to the doctor's office or whatever, they ask you all the questions and take your temperature, um, that kind of stuff. But then just the extensive cleaning protocols of equipment that may be shared between children. Like if you're playing kickball, for example, that kickball would have to be disinfected. Now that sounds so crazy. I never would have thought about doing that in years before now, but it's easy. You can totally do it. In between groups, your group leaders would have to be trained to do that. So that kind of stuff is important um, and frequent hand washing and kind of a, a switch in your um, brain. Usually we would have big group opening and closings at the beginning of the day. And that probably would not be something that's encouraged um, with COVID, less whole group gatherings and more just with the small groups, which is again, totally doable. It's not something that would be ideal, but it, it will work for people. Well, and, and for people who have yet to do this and are interested, your kids are going to know nothing is different. Right. Like, they're not going to know. They're not going to know that this isn't how Abby from Georgia does it. Exactly. Right. So, uh, and I, and I like that you men mentioned, it's just kind of about changing your mindset. Yes. It can still be done things can still happen. Yeah. Uh, you just might need to get a little creative and, and you might have to scale it back from what yeah. you're used to. But for me, I'm just thinking, you know, an after school, um, from three 30 to, to four 30 hour, um, they can sign up. Maybe you have a, maybe you send out, here's what the topic is tonight. The topic tonight is about dairy and we're going to make butter in a bag. Yeah. And the kids that are interested come, you only have them for an hour. There's no meals. Maybe you don't do the t-shirts because that's less handing out and all that stuff. And you limit it to a small group. Maybe you have your, your leaders, like you said, um, maybe they have 10 to 15 kids yeah. and rather than rotating, you're just having five groups doing all the same things. And then they leave. Maybe you do these, you know, once a week for a whole month. Um, and yeah, there's some work that has to go into that, but 
you know, I guess for me, you're, if you're still looking for that income and those, it, it might be, I don't know, it's not rip the bandaid off four days straight. I mean, that seems like a, a lot of crazy, but, um, if it, it, it's a great way to, to try if this works for sure, I'm, I'm feeling that way. And I'll tell you another thing, um, for people who they're, like me right now, the policy is no in-person. I mean, we're at school in person, but I'm not allowed to do an in-person camp right now. Um, for those people, we also have the option of what's called a camp in a box, which makes me cringe because I'm so tired of all the, like, I'm just ready for COVID to be over. And I, I don't want to do a camp in a box, but I also get that if that's your only option right now, that's what you have to, like you said, change your mindset and think, well, we get to do this. We get to do this camp in a box and it is going to be a great experience for these kids. And so um, we've kind of modified the plan. Um, so basically, again, people that purchase the package would get the whole Fun Farmers Academy plan, but also a modified camp in a box plan. Like, okay, if you can't do it in person, here's how to do it in a box. And it's just a selection of those activities. And the people who sign up for this would drive by and pick up their box of supplies. And it would include QR codes for videos that your students would make, instructing them about how to do these activities. And then there would be live, um, like not pre-recorded, but live meetings on whatever platform you're using, Zoom or Google Meets or whatever, to kick off each day. The students get to show what they did at the end of the day. So there's that interaction component that's still built into that camp in a box experience, but it's able to be done even for those people who are in the position that I, I am in where my principal says, no, we cannot have any in-person um, camps this year. So it really could work for anybody. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm, you know, my sister purchases a subscription box for my niece and has been since she was little. And they like, I think it's called Kiwi Crate. And then, Kiwico. Yeah. And they like go up with her age and they're addicting. Like mm -hmm. when I'm over there for holidays and like long weekends, like she'll pull one of those out and both me and Aria like are into it. And I'm 30 years old. I think I'm 31. I don't remember, but like, <laughs> they're so fun. And if done right, you know, what a fun, right. like little weekend activity. And you might have to adjust your, your price. Maybe if you've done this in the past and you're used to making that five grand, you're not making that maybe in a, in the box format, but right. what a cool thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's totally. Have doable. you got to do? Have you got to do your box format yet, or did you just create it for people? I have not done it yet. Um, I have created it for people who need it. Um, but I will tell you that if it comes to June or whatever, and we're still in the same situation, and I'm in Georgia, and I, I don't know if y'all know, but that's a little bit of a hot spot right now um, for COVID. So. I, you know, I don't want to say that I think I'm going to have to do it because I hope I don't. But if I do get to June and they're still not allowing me to do in person, that's my plan. We're doing a, mm -hmm. we're doing it in the box. Well, if you need like to send Brianna and I a box, we'll test it for you. 
we'll like pretend to be the kids. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, I mean, I feel like I could sit here all day and ask you questions about this. Brandon, do you have any other questions? I need to stop because I have, so, I think I could just stay here all day. So we'll do, this so is, this is part one and we'll do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'm sure those listening are interested. I, I love how you were so willing to explain to people that this isn't about you making money. This is about you helping programs and making an impact across the nation. I mean, uh, do you have an idea of how many teachers you've helped over the? I don't know. It, I will tell you this. It can't, COVID has slowed us down a lot, as you could imagine. But I have this really, I'm a nerd like this. So I have this map of the U.S. and I put a little pinpoint anywhere that somebody's had it, you know. Fun yeah, that's County. fun. It makes me so happy. I love it. Um, so I don't know right now. We haven't, we've gone as far as Colorado over to the West, and we've got a whole bunch over on the Eastern coast. I would say probably, I don't know, 30, 35, something like that, um, which is really cool. I mean, like, this is just fun for me, honestly. I, I just want to help people see that they can do this, and it's, yeah. I mean, you know, look at all the crazy things that ag teachers are doing. Like, if they think they can't put on a camp goodness doing a thousand <laughs> things more than that you know so yeah it's so been super fun. fun well you know those of you listening if you've already been in contact with abby and you're doing farm fun farmers academy you know we encourage you to post on social media and and tag uh fun farmers academy so she can see um that you're still making it work during these crazy times um share the activities that you've done uh, or yes. modified because I, I mean, if you could see her, like she's jumping all over a closet. She's so excited about this. Um, she would love to see the passion and the impact it's had in your programs. And for those of you that have not been involved and are interested uh, in our show notes, she's given us a sample registration form, completely editable. She wants you to be able to use this, even if you don't um, purchase her Fun Farmers Academy um, package. There'll be a document with frequently asked questions, all the tea you need to know about Fun Farmers Academy. She's got a sample activity in there and a one day camp and how that would look, which that's what I'm really excited about because that's something that's going to fit my program a little bit more. And I feel a lot of people in, in North Dakota, for sure, that's maybe what they'd be looking at. Um, but so many good resources that she's sharing. How can people connect with you if they have questions or um, just want to reach out and um, get in contact with you about potentially doing something like this? So I am on Instagram at Fun Farmers Academy. And I also have a website where you can go to see pictures and kind of more information about specifics of everything. Um, that website is www.funfarmersacademy.org. And then um, my email address is funfarmersacademy at gmail.com. And any of those would be fabulous. Yeah, so reach out to her. Uh, she'll she'll give you what you need, uh, and and really spend the time. Maybe she'll, if you're up at four a.m., she's your girl. 
That won't be me. I'm your girl. Yeah, but call her at 4 a.m. and she'll be there ready to answer your questions and, and really help you tailor this for you and your program rather than just selling you a product that might sit uh, in a folder on your computer. So Abby, thanks for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Thank and you. This was so much fun. Yeah. So those of you listening, make sure you go check out Fun Farmers Academy, like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you've liked this episode, make sure you share it with one of your ag teacher friends or they don't have to be ag teachers. I feel like Fun Farmers Academy can be a huge impact to other uh, community leaders as well. So we thank everybody for listening.